0: This is the MS Show, the podcast for people with multiple sclerosis and their families who want information and inspiration. I'm Bron Webster. I've been living with MS for over 20 years. I'll be sharing with you tips, stories, and ways to keep going with MS. Hello, and today I'm really, really excited to be with my good friend, Ali Moore. And Ali is a behavioral therapist, a coach an author, and she specializes in the science of self-esteem and relationships. She's also a celebrant. So welcome, Ali. It's great to have you today. Thank you. Good to be here. So can you tell us a
1: little bit just about your
0: background, first of all, and how you got into what it is that you're doing?
1: Sure. So I, like many people, have a corporate background originally, and I started off many years ago in the world of HR, but I was always fascinated by people. And so I quickly moved into leadership development and training. And through that, I qualified to be a coach. Um, and when I was doing coaching, I absolutely loved it. And I was, uh, I was blessed to work for um, what was at the time quite a small company. And you may have heard of it called Amazon. Um, and, um, I joined them just as they came into the UK. So I was really blessed to have my career grow with them and be able to explore this interest in training, development, and people. Um, so qualifying as a coach was amazing. Um, but I then went through some life experiences myself and I went through psychotherapy and it made me realize that there was, um, there was an added extra that I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to give people the support that the therapy process had had really given me. And it had really enabled me to work through some of those experiences that I had been through myself. Um, so I went on to train as a therapist. Um, and through that, I just really kept my love of People and their stories, and what makes people tick. Um, And that's kind of where my love of of, um, looking at relationships and self esteem came from. I just believe that if we nurture our self esteem and we understand where that comes from, it just really underpins everything about the lives that we lead and the relationships that, that we have. So I've been really blessed to be able to set up my private practice. And I've been in private practice now for four and a half years. Um, do a whole mixture. Do one to ones. I do membership. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's really varied, and and that's then that absolutely suits me.
0: Great stuff. And obviously, you're here, and we're doing a podcast for the MS show. Yeah. Now you yourself don't live with MS, but no. you know me, you see how I sort of experience MS. And over your times, have you encountered any health battles and challenges?
1: For me personally?
0: Mm. Um,
1: yes, so I, um, it, it isn't on, on the scale of, of, um, of MS, as you say, I don't have MS myself. Um, I encounter things in two ways. Firstly, I work with quite a few clients who've got long term um, health conditions. But personally, um, I have a condition called TMJ, which is a nerve problem um, that kind of starts off um, around the jaw area, but actually um, can be triggered once you have it by stress. Um and I and you know and I have days when I really have to manage that. It causes quite intense migraine, um, head pain and, and pain right down my left side. And this was um originally caused by some surgery that I had a few years ago. Um, and following that surgery I spent six months with a walking stick, um, which was really unexpected. Um, that was nothing to do with the actual surgery, but from the process that I went through. So whilst I don't have that experience of a condition like MS, as I say, I see that with my clients. And I do have a condition that I've really had to kind of um, take note of um, and understand that um, I I have my limitations.
0: Brilliant. Yeah, not brilliant. It's not brilliant. It's not a great
1: thing. (laughs) But, But what it means is that
0: you absolutely get the challenges that all of the listeners to this podcast might encounter you've been through that process of coming to terms with having yeah. an unpredictable condition that mm-hmm. just wipes you out and I just thought right at the top of the conversation I just think that is a really useful thing to put into context that not only do you help people with all this wonderful uh, therapy that you offer and all the work that you do about the reconnection movement that I know you're heavily involved in but you have also personally got experience so thanks for sharing that with us before we get into things. Um, So I know that you have been to the Tower of London and that you have had a really big stage talking about self-esteem. Yes. So what sort of what sort of things have you been involved in on your Self and self-esteem and your relationships
1: counseling wow. yeah so um i was asked a couple of years ago to be the lead speaker for historical palaces at the tower of london and they were celebrating 100 years of votes for women And I work predominantly with women on their self-esteem. So it was a real honor to go along and do the presentation and talk to the audience that was coming to the Tower of London about the concept of of self-esteem. I've also um, done various talks at different um, conferences. Um, I have run my own empowerment days um, where we talk to women about what that means to feel empowered and also hosting um, a, a, a a sort of day retreat that I run called Find Your Raw, which is all about inviting women to come along and understand what it means to have and nurture that self-esteem so I've had loads of opportunities as well as um, uh, being a published author which was, which was a lovely thing to happen um, and my book was published um, just over 18 months ago.
0: And what's the name of your book Ali?
1: It's called Reconnect Your Life. And it's, um, it's a mixture of client stories, um, it's a mixture of theory and applications and mindful living, um, and it's also a 30-day journaling process to help you to also get reconnected to who you are and help sort of lift that feeling of self-esteem within you. Okay, and I know I've got a copy of that book.
0: I haven't done the 30-day journaling, I will admit, oh, <laughs> but... but. There are some really, really important and useful sections in there that I've read. Um, And something that I'm really keen on in terms of living with multiple sclerosis Mm. is the whole process that I've been through of grieving Mm. and having to find myself again and reach that point of accepting my condition Yes. Um, and that it's really difficult, I find, to put acceptance to explain what it is and how it feels. And I just wonder, because I know you've got a whole section in your book about acceptance. Yeah. And I know with MS, accepting that we've got MS. or we've got a disability, it's not easy. And I just wondered if you could share your wisdom
1: i will I will try, so um, the concept of acceptance has been huge for me in terms of understanding um, my own journey um, of, of personal development and dealing with the things that i 've experienced um, and and also watching how my clients go through that process. Um, And it forms one of the key tenants. I just feel that acceptance as as a concept is one of the most important pieces of the puzzle that people go through. So I can remember um, when I was first kind of bringing the concept of mindful living, which is a big part of how I work with clients into my practice alongside the the traditional therapy and talking therapy and feeling like um, acceptance at the time to me sounded a bit, passive it sounded as though we just kind of were expected to put up with something and it was just how it was um and that felt to me a bit like you were being asked to give in you know and give up um mm-hmm. rather than uh, mo- you know we talk about moving forward don't we you know um And it was only when I studied this and in the research that I've also done in terms of how people come to terms with relationships ending, with their own sense of self-discovery, that acceptance is actually really powerful. So acceptance is all about understanding that what has happened has happened and it can't unhappen. But that because you've made that choice to say, this is where I am, and you've also started to take on board that you are accountable and responsible for yourself, as opposed to blaming everyone else or blaming the world, you know, carrying anger through with you, that once you get to that point that says, actually, I'm accountable, and I'm responsible, and this is where I am, and this is what's happened, suddenly, I saw clients starting to see possibilities mm. and it happens quite quietly i've done talks on this where i've said you know i've never yet had a client walk into um, the the therapy room and go oh my goodness ali i've got it you know it's all become clear um, the process of acceptance has happened over a period of time, and it's just little things in the language where initially there might be blame for something else. They might be blaming the situation, other people, the world, um, and, all, and, and they don't see that they've got any options. They don't see that they've got choice or they don't feel like they're worthy or they don't feel like they've got that ability. And then suddenly they start to use phrases like, well, maybe. Mm. Well, maybe I could have a go. Well, yeah, that might be a good point. Well, I could look at it differently. Well, what if? And I think when you see people moving into that space, you kind of realize that they're starting on that journey of acceptance. They're starting to see that they can choose now how they live with whatever it is going forward.
0: Are you choosing how to live life going forward? Did you know that I run a private Facebook group for people with multiple sclerosis and their families? It's called Multiple Sclerosis UK Help Multiple Success Community. It's the perfect positive place to hang out and get more MS inspiration and motivation. All you need to do is look up the group in Facebook Multiple Sclerosis UK Help Multiple Success Community. I'll see you there. Absolutely. And I think some of the people that I talk with, um, whether it be online conversations, I really say to them, ultimately, you are in a system where you are going to have a neurologist and you're going to have an MS nurse and you're going to have a group of people around you but this is your disease and this is your body Mm -hmm. and actually you don't need to wait for those people to come to you with any of the answers or any of the next steps try and it comes back to what you were just saying about not it's not so much blaming other people, although I'm sure there's a lot of kind of feelings of blame that go on. But I say to people, don't wait for these other people. They're not responsible for action mm. and they're not responsible for whatever's going to happen. So try and take a little bit of ownership and see what you can do for yourself. Yes. And yes. so is, is that part way along The acceptance path when you start taking that
1: responsibility? Definitely, because people can become quite passive and they can put themselves right in the hands of everyone else and they can leave it up to other people to make their decisions for them because perhaps they feel they don't have the knowledge themselves, they're not the expert, and it can feel as though things are being done to us. Mm. But as humans, we like to be in control. You know, I have never met a client as yet who would completely like to hand over the reins to somebody else. There is always an element of wanting to be in control. And when you realize that, no, you may not be the expert in this particular disease, you know, from a medical perspective, but you are the expert in terms of how you feel and your body. Mm. Um, and you realise that actually you can be the person who guides the people around, and they stop being people who are doing things to you, and they start being people who are there to support you in the decisions you want to make. That that is yeah, that is a huge part of seeing that people are moving into that zone of acceptance. Mm.
0: And I think what you've just said about seeing them and working with them in a different way. Yeah, That is a really positive thing for people to take away um, because I do hear people say, you know, things ground to a halt or I wasn't being given all, all the information. And it's about creating a bit of a team spirit with your professionals uh, and keeping your own interests and your desires in mind. Yeah. So yeah. Um, And also what happens with multiple sclerosis for many people, not everybody, you go through life, you have a diagnosis and your diagnosis is, this is one of my personal hobby horses, Mm -hmm. but your diagnosis is one where you are faced with a uh, progressive neurological condition. Yeah. Which in itself is a massive, they're really big words to hear. Um, and dealing with that is huge but the way that the disease progresses is different for everybody but people will tend to think oh I've just got myself right okay I know what's going on and I know how to expect everything that's happening in my life and I know that my left side's really weak so they make adjustments for that Mm. but MS being what it is it just then, for whatever reason, decides it's going to throw another curved ball at you and hit you with another set of symptoms that you've never, ever encountered. Mm. Um, And so I've sort of come to the realisation that with MS, we end up going through this process of grieving, Mm -hmm. not just at the point of diagnosis, but on an ongoing basis as things happen time and time again. Um, Yeah. And I just wanted to sort of, I guess, kick that around a little bit with you um, to see how that fits into the whole landscape of our belief in ourselves and our connection with ourselves, etc.
1: So I think that I think that's a huge thing. And I know you and I have chatted about this before because We use this analogy of grief, don't we? Mm. And I think there is a grieving for the person that you felt that you were before the diagnosis or for many of my clients before the incident happened. You know, there was that me before Um, and then whatever it is happens. Um, But in certain situations, The situation is now as it is, and it doesn't change. So we hear this phrase used a lot, the new normal. Mm. And you can be in a situation where something awful has happened, and you're grieving for that, and you're grieving for the person you were, but you are now in a pretty stable landscape, albeit not one that you wanted to be in, but you are able to kind of come to terms and think, what is this new normal? But with something like MS, as you say, that it's like you're standing on shifting sand, isn't it? Because Mm. it's always moving. And so that grief cycle that we talk about in general terms of denial and anger and acceptance, you know, is included within that grief cycle is is not linear anyway um, for, for most people. But certainly this is something where, you're constantly having to readjust who you are and you're constantly potentially feeling an impact on your sense of identity and your sense of self. And I talk about self-esteem as being a platform, you know, and it's held up by pillars like self-worth, self-confidence, how much you value yourself, your social identity, how other people see you. Um, and, and when those are all lovely and solid and cemented into the ground, you have this wonderful platform on which to be the person that you, that you wanna be. But when they get knocked and chopped at and they become wobbly, we start to lose confidence in ourselves and we start to doubt ourselves. And there is this complexity when you are faced with something which is forever changing, which suddenly comes out of the blue and knocks you for six again. Um, about how do you ever find that stable footing how do you ever find the identity of the person that you are now because it's it's constantly changing and it's mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a real challenge and and quite different I think to people who have gone through an incident awful as it was but are now faced with adjusting to life afterwards
0: so I think it's an extra it makes yeah. it extra difficult and I think anybody that lives with this sort of condition I think it's just another reason that you can say to yourself this is how bloody strong I am actually Mm -hmm. because I'm doing this and I'm dealing with this and if you hit those new experiences and those new hard times you know, from your past experience, I guess, that you can get through this.
1: Yes. But it that's... might
0: be difficult.
1: Yeah. What were you going to say, Allie? I was going to say, I think that's really important is to keep track of your achievements. Um, and that might sound corny, but to, to keep track of those achievements so that when something new occurs, you do have that to fall back on. You can look back and say, well, look, this happened, and I, and I got through it this way, and then that happened, and I got through it this way, um, and, and start to build up that bank of tools that will allow you to think about how you're going to apply those tools. Almost, I guess, it, acceptance comes into play again here. It's almost like the acceptance that something else is most likely going to happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But if I'm okay in accepting that, then in a way I can prepare myself so it's not constantly coming out of the blue.
0: Yeah. And I think that's probably what I've reached. So hard as that new, I had a new symptom hit me that I'd never had. Yeah, And so it hit me and I went through the whole couple of days of, wow, what is this? How am I going to cope with this? But then because i've lived with it for as long as i have i've already built up the words that i use to talk to myself to say but this is this is something that you know can happen yeah and that you are going to get through it yeah um so i think at the outset of the diagnosis it might feel really difficult yeah every time something comes but as time progresses you can build up that resilience
1: definitely
0: yeah and i think resilience is a really important element for people to bring into their lives when they've got ms
1: absolutely and and we know now that resilience is something that you know not everybody has in bucket loads um you know due to lots of issues and challenges they may have faced but it is something that you can grow it is something that you can learn um, so the fact that you haven't felt so resilient perhaps previously does not mean that you don't have the capacity to build that resilience. And I think that's a really important message that I talk with my clients a lot based on lots of situations. You know, you may, you may have felt in the past that you didn't have that toolkit, but that doesn't mean that you don't have the ability to, to, to have it now.
0: And um, for people that are thinking my resilience actually I'm all out of response I'm all out of the ability to be able to deal with this and they just want to shut themselves away do you and do you come across people in your in your business in your sort of client list who are at that stage and what would you say to them and what advice
1: would you give them as part of your conversations that you're having with them yeah of course. The first thing is with the type of therapy that I practice, we're not looking to create a perfect life. We are looking to understand that to live well, there are dark times and there are happy times. There's light and there's dark. There's joy and there's sadness. And understanding that you will have days when you feel like that and you're entitled to them. And there's nothing wrong in feeling like you want to shut yourself away and being able to say to yourself, okay, if I feel that way and I wanna do that, starting to ask yourself, what is it I need from this time? What is it that I wanna reflect on? What is it that my brain, my body is saying to me at this time? Is it that actually you you need rest um, and you just need some space away from people? Is it that there's something that you need to work through? And it's about having that ability to question yourself as to why you're doing it. It is not about saying, I need to get over this as quickly as possible. Um, I I should always be trying to look on the positive side. You know, um, that isn't how resilience works. Resilience is about being able to lean into those tough times and say, what am I going to gain? So I'm going to shut myself away. And I'm going to withdraw because I've, I've just about had enough. What will I gain from doing that? What change will that make for me? And these are the kind of questions that when you start getting into them and having that conversation, you tend to find that you come up with something that allows you to take another step outside that door. Um, and that might sound a little bit airy fairy, but this is not a, there is not a, um, as you know, there, there, there is not an exact science to this. You know, there is not a solution where I say, oh, you feel that way. So do this and then you'll feel better and then you can just carry on. It is about just being able to recognize that it's about acknowledging that it's OK to be like that and to feel like that. And we don't have to carry on regardless. And we can feel sorry for ourselves. And a lot of clients are surprised when I say that to them because We've, we've had this movement of positive psychology and it's got a bit misinterpreted and everyone thinks that they've got to be thinking positive all the time. Um, and that isn't how it works, you know, so mm-hmm. questioning yourself, questioning why it's happening, questioning what it's going to bring you and thinking about what you might do next and being kind and compassionate to yourself and accepting that these days will happen is a really good place to start in terms of coming out the other side.
0: Mm. That's really, really good in terms of ideas. Um and I only wish that back in the day when I was stuck in my place that I was stuck in, that I had known somebody like you. Oh, and gosh. that we, we could have talked about such things. But I think they are really, really useful tips. And that to know that actually this is quite normal. Yeah. And then on the other side. There are going to be a lot of people who are just getting on with life with MS Mm -hmm. and are celebrating and they are out there and they are running marathons or doing amazing things and that we really don't have to measure ourselves against anybody else.
1: Absolutely not. I mean, we don't want to be comparing ourselves regardless. You know, um, the, the comparatonitis is the thief of joy is one of my favorite sayings. Um, and we all find ourselves at some point comparing ourselves to somebody else. I have regularly with clients used um, used an analogy that you and I spoke about. I don't even know if you remember talking to me about this, but you t- spoke to me about the fact that you can you can live against your illness, constantly trying to prove yourself, constantly trying to prove that it's not going to affect you and it's not going to impact you, um, and actually all that does is create more problems. Or you can live with your disease and you can go into that place of acceptance understand your limitations but that it then it doesn't have to define you if you feel like running a marathon run a marathon but if you like me and you can barely run to the shops and that is without (laughs) ms then that's okay as well right we we're all at different places um in in our lives and in our journeys and we live with what we have with us as a person rather than constantly feeling like I got to do better. You know, we, we, there's a lot of that going on in the world, um, for, for, for a lot of people. And, and we need to stop trying to all of this being your best you and all of that. Just be you just mm-hmm. live well and be you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're good enough as you are.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. No, I like that. I think we could chat for hours and hours and hours oh, no. about all sorts of things. But I think in terms of this episode um, and really unpicking acceptance and resilience, I think has been fantastic. And I really hope that it's going to be of use to people mm-hmm. and that people take some inspiration and some action <laughs> on the back so. of it. I Yeah, hope so... Yeah, so um ali when i get to the end of one of talking to people for the podcast i always ask a totally unrelated question that gives us a little bit of an insight into you and your personality okay and that is thinking about you can be anywhere in the world so covid lockdown is no longer oh okay you can be anywhere in the world yeah And you're going to be drinking your favourite drink. It can be alcoholic, non-alcoholic, whatever it might be. Oh. And we'd really like to know where you would be.
1: Gosh, I would be, for anywhere in the world, actually, my favourite spot on planet Earth is the Chalice Well Gardens in Glastonbury. And... I would be sitting there in the sun, in the meadow. I would be drinking my favourite tipple, which is, as most people know, a lovely glass of Prosecco, Mm -hmm. um, which I'd have in my lovely stylish hip flask that I'd carry (laughs) with me. Um, Plus probably my Nan's flask with some tea in it as well. Um, And looking up the hill at the tour um, that sits on the hill in Glastonbury. Yeah, I think that's. I think if I could choose anywhere, that's where I would be, and that's what I'd be drinking.
0: Mm. And would it be daytime? Would it be sunset
1: time? Would it be warm weather? Oh, it'd be warm weather. It's got to be warm weather. Yeah, I'm not good in the cold. Um, And it would be probably just after midday actually um just after the one minute meditation silence that they hold there um yeah when it's and it's just got a really peaceful feel um and uh yeah that that's where i would be
0: lovely that is great thank you so much for joining us
1: today ali Ah, you're welcome it's been great to chat with you
0: thanks so much for listening to today's ms show Please subscribe, rate and review this podcast. And if you'd like to get more involved with The MS Show, why not join our Facebook community? Just search Facebook for The MS Show. Come back soon for another dose of MS information and inspiration. You've been listening to The MS Show podcast.